Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, we've got Katie. Boiling some water over there. How's it going, Katie? Good. I'm very tired. I didn't sleep at all yesterday, but I'm here. Yeah. Still alive. <laughs> we were talking about how, like, there's the art of, like, waking up, and then you realize that, like, it's still way too early to be up, and then you do something for a little bit, and then you go back to bed. It's really an art form. Um... And then also with us, as always, is Spark. How's it going, Spark? I'm good. Howdy, howdy, y'all. I didn't go to bed till like, 3.30 last night, so I am also feeling it. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, late nights. Um, but late nights, early early mornings, I guess. That's how you know it's bad, but you're like, it's not even late night anymore. It's just early morning. That's what it transitions into. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, let's hop into the news. Um, uh, big one. Disney Plus going to be raising their prices alongside the launch of a new ad-supported subscription on December 8th. So, yeah, Disney Plus going to start costing you some more money. But they have this ad-supported tier, and I don't know how I feel about that. Because it still costs money. It's just... It's, it, it, there's going to be ads which kind of seems a little weird like I always thought if there was an ad supported tier it would just be like completely free if you're going to be charging people or if you're going to be showing people ads but um, yeah what do you what do you both think of this I mean yeah if it's the ads pay for the stuff so what am I being charged for <laughs> Besides gluttony. Yeah. It's weird, too, because the um, the price of the ad-supported tier is $7.99 a month. But right now, the ad-free tier, like the basic one that you get with Disney Plus, is $7.99 a month. So it's like, really, you're paying the same amount, but you're just getting ads. It's, it seems like a very backwards move, but... Um, but the, uh, original price of $7.99 a month is going to go up to $10.99 a month. Um, and, uh, yeah, so pretty much everything is getting a, 
basically all of the tiers are getting a big big hike and the only one that's uh, gonna be the same is that 799 but then you're getting ads so but uh, yeah I'll be curious to see if their numbers drop off if people stop checking out Disney plus because I'll be honest it seems a little weird that people would be like game for spending eight dollars a month for something where they're also being shown ads as well but we'll see they get a big drop off we'll we'll see if uh it starts to hurt them a little bit there uh marvel studios may finally regain the hulk theatrical rights from universal in 2023 uh, some poster on Reddit went through some SEC findings or filings and basically realized that uh, the Hulk rights um, were uh, basically locked into Universal and Paramount Productions uh, back in 20 or 2008 and it was for 15 years. So people are doing the math and saying, well, after that, after the 15 years, it'll kind of go back to Marvel Studios. So, uh, yeah, potentially, you know, if uh, these people are right, you could be getting the Hulk rights back so they could start making some Hulk movies, which I think I'd be down for. I'd be down for a Hulk movie. What do you think, Spark? Is Universal unable to extend it? I feel like that would be something they'd want to keep. Yeah, I think it would have to... Um, like, it would have to be unanimous of both parties, and I would imagine Marvel Studios at this point would probably just be like, well, no, we want the rights so we can make our own stuff. I would imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course Marvel wants it. So I just am like, yeah. I, thought, I would have thought like, Blade and, uh, sorry, not Blade, like X-Men, they had to make, I think X-Men and Fantastic Four, they had to like use it every certain amount of years and like that was how they extended it. So I would just be shocked Universal didn't have the forethought to like put that into the contract as well. Mm. But whatever. Um, I don't like smart Hulk <laughs> he's like he's, he was fine for a movie but like uh, give me Ragnarok Hulk back yeah it seems like every time I see the Hulk in the new Marvel thing they're like oh he's lost control of being the Hulk or now he's in control of being the Hulk and it just changes all the time and now I'm just like oh, I don't know what's going on but um yeah they're uh I've been watching uh, She-Hulk, actually. They uh, sent over some review screeners. And the Hulk and that, it's like, yeah. They, they, they do some stuff with Hulk. I don't want to spoil it for people, but it's it's a little interesting. I'm like, hmm. uh, well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Comes out next week. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Ironheart set photos reveal Riri Williams armor and uh, Anthony Ramos as playing the hood. It's a Marvel villain who uh, we've yet to see, but I think a lot of people assumed he was the villain when it got announced. And then, yeah, set photos. He pretty much looks like the hood. Uh, if you've seen like what he looks like in the comics and stuff. 
you know, he's got a big old red hood and two guns. So, yeah, so uh, maybe not the most shocking thing for people, but yeah. Hopefully we'll hopefully we get a trailer for our Ironheart soon. I would imagine probably closer to when Black Panther comes out because the new one has Riri Williams in it. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, they put her in the trailer. I think. Yeah, and like there's been some looks at what her armor looks like and stuff. So I imagine like around the time uh, Black Panther two comes out, they'll probably be like, "Hey, here's this Ironheart." That's that November, was it? Yeah, it's November that we're supposed to be getting Black Panther 2, so. Okay. Coming soon, coming soon. Uh, alright, uh, onto some DC news. The Batman 2 has reportedly not been greenlit yet, which seems crazy, because. Yes. The Batman did pretty well, uh, did cr- well critically and commercially. Seemed like a no-brainer to greenlight a sequel. Uh, of course, nowadays with uh, Batgirl getting cancelled and a bunch of other projects potentially being cancelled, I think when people hear this they freak out, but I have a feeling they'll, they'll, they're, they're going to make a Batman too. I think they're probably just waiting for a few factors to line up before they announce it officially. Yeah, that's their uh, billion dollar baby. They're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No studio is dropping uh I just am like, dude, I would have, like, opening weekend, I would have been like, okay, we are doing something. Yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out, Warner Brothers. I think, too, they um, they haven't greenlit it yet. And I feel like they they maybe want to wait till a script's done or something's figured out yet. Uh, but the other thing to do is, like, yeah, I get it. Warner Brothers Discovery is going to be rebuilding the Justice League and rebooting that. Sure, that, that whatever. But like, they're still going to have to put out movies in the meantime to make money while they do that. So, I always figured like the Batman would be great for that because you can make those sequels, maybe a few other movies and put them out and like still make some money while you like, soft reboot your Justice League. So, yeah, correct. Is is still got to make some money even when you're rebooting things. So. Um, yeah, so hopefully we get some word on that soon, but, uh, I know a lot of people want Mr. Freeze to show up in the sequel, which I think would be pretty cool, do a bit of, like, a icy, snowy setting. Um, speaking of DC Films, pre-Warner Brothers Discovery mergers, uh, the plans for Warner Brothers included a Crisis on Infinite Earths movie, which would have started, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Affleck. As Batman again, uh, and then also Secret Wars, or sorry, not Secret Wars, Secret Six, whatever that is. I've never heard of Secret Six before, but neither have I. Um, I'm doing a quick Google search to see if it's if it's actually like what it is in the comics. Um, oh, it's a superhero team set in an alternate universe. And it's got Bane, Catman, Deadshot, Scandal, Savage, and Jeanette. So, seems like a very odd team, but there you go. 
Uh, what would have been? <laughs> yeah, it's probably for the best we didn't get that. Cause I'm like, I'm looking at the secret six. I'm like, I'm okay without this, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, I don't need a movie with Bane and Catman. I didn't even realize there was a Catman. I mean, I know there's Catwoman, but Catman. All right. That's... I don't know if there's a Catman either. Yeah. Um. Speaking of DC movies, the Suicide Squad star Idris Elba says he has a really big DC project in the works. I would assume a sequel to the Suicide Squad. Like, uh... He said he wanted to be in it again. He also said he wanted to fight Superman, which, like, cool. <laughs> but. Yeah. Well, I think that was what they were originally going to do in the first Suicide Squad movie. Not Well, not the one that came out, like, way back when, but, like, the one that just came out recently. Um, they were going to have him have them fight, like, Superman. So, I don't know, maybe you do that with the sequel. You, you can kind of... You've got a little bit of clout. You can maybe bring in a Superman and have an evil Superman going up against the Suicide Squad. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah, it would just be like I think an easy way to like make the Justice or uh, the Suicide Squad sequel like more interesting because I think the last movie that came out was pretty decent, but I think just it lost some people because like you know Starro was not necessarily a big name villain, uh, so I think having someone like Superman going up against these people, I mean that's a bigger draw. You're gonna get those people who are Superman fans showing up. Not just because it's a Suicide Squad movie, but because you're putting them against Superman. So, oh, that's the only thing I think of. I'm like, I don't know, I don't, I can't see them recasting him as a different character. That'd be a little weird. So, um, Warner Brothers is considering three options for the Flash, including scrapping it all together. So, obviously, this comes on the heels of um, Ezra Miller and all of his issues. And uh, the studio is starting to kind of consider some options. So uh, one of them was that they, um, you know, if he gets help and, you know, he can show that he's basically improved and he's able to, you know, keep it his act together, they'll have him do some minimal press. So he's not going to be, like, doing full-blown press for the movie, but, like, quite a bit reduced. Um, the other option is, is that they just don't do any press for the movie. Uh, and then the third option was that they just like scrap the movie altogether, which seems crazy to me that like they would spend all that money and just consider scrapping the movie altogether. Um, as much as Ezra Miller is pretty problematic, I, I still think like even for all these other people who worked on the movie, it's kind of a shame for them that they might potentially be unable for the world to see their work just because of this one guy so i don't know maybe i'm maybe it's wrong to be of this belief but i'm like uh, kind of just want him to like just, just put the movie out like yeah don't have him promote the movie that much but at least that way other people can kind of show off their work and you know hopefully get more work from it and let it not so yeah i mean <laughs> I don't know. It is a tough spot because if it was just bad behavior, like obviously put it out, who cares? But we're getting into some real legal stuff here. Um, 
I mean, I would. They reshot. You know, Christopher Plummer got in there for Kevin Spacey, and Tig Notaro got in there for Crystal Leah. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe reshoot. Like, just I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, his scrapping it just seems insane. Yeah. So maybe by the time things clear out, his name is, you know, cleared, but I highly doubt it. So I would strongly consider getting a, uh, someone like Grant. Well, I don't want to waste Grant on a reshoot. He should have been there in the beginning, but just anyone, because you're not going to go forward with this universe anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. And I just, uh, I don't know. I, I would hate for them to, cancel because that just seems crazy because the movie's been like nine years in the making i don't even know what the budget is at this point but it's gonna be fucking insane like yeah it's just everyone thought batgirl was a real waste of money by them canceling it and i think if they did the flash i'd be more upset by that than the batgirl because i'm like oh batgirl was only in production for a little bit but literally they've been working on this flash movie for nearly a decade to cancel it to this point would just be like, what the fuck are you doing over there? Correct. <laughs> Absolutely insane to consider that. Yeah. I think the best option would be just, like, no press for him. But then it's tough because he is such a focal point in the movie. And I don't know if if you're doing, like, press without him, like... I don't know. I think some people would make the argument, like, oh, it's going to be tough to promote a movie when your star is not promoting it but I think uh, fortunately enough like you've got the, the the Snyder verse the Snyder fans and all that like they're going to show up for this movie you've got other people who are going to show up so I think the movie could probably go on like with go on with very little promotion and still be okay but I'm really curious what uh, route Warner Bros is going to take with this and uh Same. I guess we'll find out soon because I think the movie's supposed to come out like later this year, right? Yes. Or did it get pushed again? I can't remember anymore. <laughs> I thought it was this winter, but maybe it got pushed. Oh, it's June twenty third, twenty twenty three. So. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I thought it was like November for some reason. I was like, I was ready for it this November, but I guess not. It was this year at some point. Yeah. Uh, right. And then, um, Superman. Get back to Superman. Warner Brothers has reportedly reached out to Henry Cavill about returning, but he is not interested. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this uh, comes from some pretty reliable sources. They basically said that, yeah, Warner Brothers reached out to him to uh, play Superman, and he basically said no. Which checks out because I think like there was those uh, rumors for a while that he was going to show up at San Diego Comic Con. He didn't, and uh, yeah, I could just see he was just like not interested. That would be my guess. He was probably just like, no, don't want to do this anymore. He's got Witcher. He's probably got some other movies he's working on. Like, he's probably happy just doing his own thing, not being Superman anymore. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good for him that he could like just like turn down a big pig show like that. I wish I could do that. 
Um, and then uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 hits theaters December 20th, 2024. This is putting it up against uh, one of the Avatar movies. I can't remember which one because now there's like five Avatar movies coming out like in the next three years or something like that. So not sure which Avatar movie it's going up against. But uh, yeah, pretty brave of them because I'm most... <laughs> The last two Sonic the Hedgehog movies came out like February, March-ish, and uh, you know, they did very well, but they're kind of taking a bit of a gamble putting this in the December time frame where I, I think it's going to have a little bit more of a harder chance to make a bigger splash, but we'll see. People do like the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, so. I also feel like they're targeting different demographics, right? Yeah. I don't think the younger people have as much like sentiment towards the Avatar movies. Also, too, like I guess it is going to depend on how well this new Avatar movie that's coming out does, right? And I think yes. it's going to do well because it is James Cameron, and you can <clears throat> you can knock his movies, but his movies do incredibly well at the box office. So I feel like it's going to do well, but also. I'm sort of like, let's, before you go slabbing this movie, let's see how it is. But obviously, if it doesn't do as well or people don't really show up for it, I think it's going to obviously impact the the other movies to follow. So, but, Yeah, I mean, if it bombs, I don't think they're going to put out four more or whatever. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry, guys, we can't fulfill the Avatar Cinematic Universe dreams. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still. I still just find it weird that they're like committing to like four or five movies in this franchise. Like, I saw the first Avatar and I was like, oh, I was alright. I I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but now I'm like, how do you turn that into five movies? Like, what, are you gonna just have them keep getting invaded by people? Like, I have so many questions. Anyway. And uh, also, it's been so long since the last one. Yeah. So. Well, even back when that last one came out, like, 3D movies were the big thing, and that was, like, the movie that started that renaissance for those kind of movies. But nowadays, like, I don't think 3D is really a big deal anymore, like... Oh, I haven't watched 3D movies in so long. Yeah, like, I don't even know if many theaters really show them that much. Like, we've kind of gone more on to, like, I think... The, the movie theaters have kind of moved on more to, like, just improving the experience for people, like, comfier chairs and drink and food service. Like, it's more about that now than it is 3D, so I don't even know if this new Avatar movie's in 3D. I haven't even checked. Probably is. I feel like they have to be, though. Yeah. Because it's their thing. Yeah. It's not an Avatar movie unless you've got a blue tail in your face, so... <laughs> Um, I, you know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction for this new Avatar movie. Uh, they're going to introduce a new villain, and they're going to be like the Na'vi, but they're going to be red. That's how you're going to know they're evil. Next level. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to be called, like, the Javi or something. <laughs> it's going to be, like, so close to Na'vi, but not. Just slightly off. Um, yeah. Anyways, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, December 20th, 2024. Uh, if you watched the end of the Sonic the Hedgehog 2, they tease a new villain. 
in the sequel. So, excited to see how they pay off on that. And then final bit of news, Stranger Things creator plan on focusing on original characters in Season 5, and they're going to avoid introducing new characters, which I'm okay with. I mean, we're wrapping up storylines. We still have stuff they haven't really resolved yet. Like, there's the whole stuff with, like, Will and, you know, he's got that little love triangle thing going. And, uh, you know, a lot of storylines to wrap up. So, I'm okay if they don't focus on on um, introducing new characters. What do you think, Spark? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I don't think it would hurt to have a character or two, but uh, whatever, you know? Yeah. Just make it good. I will trust you guys after how good the last season was. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that's like, you know, like, just make it, make it good. We'll worry about, uh, we'll worry about anything involved in that. Mm-hmm. Soon. <laughs> I, I love like I did really like when they added Eddie to the last season. He was great. So, so part of me is like, oh man, we're gonna like lose out on like a character like Eddie or someone else that's like really interesting, and cool. But the same time too, yeah, we're gonna they gotta wrap some stuff up. They gotta start wrapping it up before you know. These kids are supposed to be teenagers, but they look like they're adults through their first divorce. So, yeah. Dude, Millie is, uh, like, I keep seeing, like, Millie pop up on uh, Twitter and stuff, and I'm like, who is this woman? Yeah. Like, who is this woman on my page? There is 11. Yeah. Well, that's how it's going to be. Like, the, at the last season of the show, they're all going to look like they're in their 30s and just sad with the world. They're gonna be like, wow, I can't believe we're not we're gonna be graduating from high school. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh that's it for news. Let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back and talk some movie reviews. Uh right back in a bit. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. And we're back. We're going to talk about some movie reviews. And, uh, yeah, uh, let's start off with Bodies, 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 which is, uh, like, sort of like an A24 Sony co-production, interestingly enough. Uh, the movie is about a group of friends that go up for a party. They play a game called Bodies, 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 where somebody draws a card and is a quote-unquote murderer, and you have to, you know basically kill the other people and they have to lay down pretend to be dead uh but then when actual bodies start turning up and people are actually dead uh starts to be a little more interesting a little more you know what's actually going on 
And uh, the movie has a twist that I think is like one of the better twists in a long time because it just shows how stupid people can be. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, very interesting. Um, Spark, you've seen the movie as well. Uh, what do you think of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Yes, I, I do want to caution people that the version I saw was like November of last year. It was a, it was a pre-screener. They hadn't even finished yet, so like some of the audio was off. So I'm going off of that. Mm. I will say right off, so the version that I saw begins immediately with like two girls making out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, it's part of the my issue at the beginning is like the audio of this was so loud, and I don't know if it's it changed it like they lowered it, but like mm-hmm. it felt like you were in their mouth, and automatically I'm like I hate this. This is this is some what do those people do that like scratch the microphone uh, on like YouTube and Twitch? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they, like eat food in front of you. It's like that, and I hate that. Uh, and so, like the and it, and it that scene goes on forever, um, so I that put me in a in a, in a mood. But uh, overall, the movie is I think it's like average, maybe, maybe a little bit above. I I think too much of the movie is just high school girls screaming at each other. Uh, I, I think that they could have given given it a bit more variety. Mm-hmm. I will say similar to you that the ending of this and what I warned did not see coming to truly one of the better sometimes when they do twist endings like how in the world was I supposed to, like no no human being was no 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 this one makes sense. Yes. And it's such a good twist. Mm. Uh it like without that twist I would probably say I didn't like that, this movie. Mm-hmm. But because it is, as you said it, like that's the best twist I've I've seen. I can't, like, I mean, I don't want to blaspheme and put it up there with like usual suspects, but like, it's it is a top tier twist. Yes, it's so simple when you think about it, but then it's like fuck that makes so much sense. I was going way more convoluted with my prediction for the twist, um, and I thought it was going to be a lot different, so. When we get to the reveal at the end, I was like, okay, that is so much simpler than what I was expecting, but also makes so much more sense than what I was thinking, too. Uh, I don't oh, know 100%. Why, I don't know why I was going so convoluted with what I thought the ending was going to be, but it was not It was not that. It was It was so much simpler. But then when you think about it, you're like, yeah, that would, that would 100% happen. Somebody would be dumb enough to do something like that, so. Um... Yeah, I didn't have, like, the movie does start, at least what I saw was with the two of them making out, and uh, the audio wasn't as egregious as what you're saying, so they probably fixed it. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, it's interesting, too, because this movie definitely is a movie that takes a look at, like, Gen Z, and I don't know how old the writer and director are of this movie, but... 100% 100% they seem like they were old enough to be doing a scathing commentary on that generation because, like, they didn't seem to have the most uh, amount of respect, but it was, like, in a way it was interesting because they were kind of blasting them a little bit, but also at the same time, too, like, it was still entertaining. It was still fun, but, yeah, I was watching this. I'm like, this is, like, a 40-year-old kind of, like, with their scathing commentary on 
Gen Z or whatever it is. Is it Gen Z? This movie, I can't. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, also, Lee Pace was fantastic in this. It's just a bimbo. Well, there's a word for it, like a dimbo. Is that it? Oh, the dumb dimbo. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was kind of like that. He was. He was not. He was not very smart, but that was part of the charm. Um. um uh, oh yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was going to say as well that when I watched that, uh, it really felt like the person that made this hated rich, like, entitled women. Like, this whole film was like, these people are awful, and yeah. here's how. It's it's a little bit cruel intentions, but without a lot of the... Well, I mean, it's 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 a, it, it's a bottle. So it's, it's hard to compare it but it has the same sort of disdain for its characters that yeah. cruel intentions have which you know is is it's about the exact same type of people it was just made i don't know 20 years ago now mm -hmm. very old but uh yeah it, it, you're looking for five as far as choices there you go yeah cool um yeah and then also to Pete Davidson is great in this. He's also like just such a douchebag. Such. It was great. Um. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much about this because I think people should just, should just watch this movie. Like it is such an interesting movie to watch. So. Um. Yeah, what would you give this a score of? Probably say six and a half, six, six, seven, five. Um. Like, again, I, by no means would I say avoid it, but I, I didn't think it was an especially strong film, but it had some good moments. Um, and, uh, like I said, that gosh darn twist. Mm -hmm. I'd give it a nine. Uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this. Actually, it was, it was very entertaining. So um, definitely would recommend if you're, you know... Sort of, it's more of like a whodunit than a horror movie, although there is yes. some like some horror elements in there. But yeah, definitely would recommend you check it out if you're uh, kind of into uh, mystery whodunits. Like I know there was um, that movie with Daniel Craig that everyone loved. Blanking on the name. Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out. Like it's kind of like that in a way where like it keeps you guessing. I don't want to say it's as good as Knives Out, but like it's very similar. Uh, like a whodunit. Kind of like Clue, that movie too, from like the 80s, stuff like that, where it's more like what what is going on more than anything else. So, Alright. And next up, we're talking about the shorts I Am Groot. Um, yeah. And uh, I Am Groot is essentially like a series of shorts starring... Um, everyone's favorite little tree man, Groot. Uh, they're like around three minutes a piece, three, four minutes a piece. And there's roughly around like five or six of them. Uh, they're all charming and cute, if inconsequential. Uh, I mostly liked them. I think my main issue was there was one where they brought in Rocket 
And it was good because they voiced, uh, had Bradley Cooper voice him, you could tell. But then the C the CGI on Rocket looked not great. And I don't, like, it seemed a little simple, a little too, I don't know, basic. I, I know maybe it was a little bit too much to expect movie level quality Rocket in the show, but I was just like, oh, if you're going to bring a Rocket, like, at least make him look decent. It looked like. We had like a PS1, PS2 downgrade of Rocket in this. That really just bothered me. So, um, I'd give it probably like a seven out of ten. It's it's cute enough. I think it's it's more for kids than anything, or people who are like really hardcore Marvel fans and want to eat everything up. But I think for most other people, they'll they'll probably find this is largely inconsequential. All right, next up is Fall. Uh, which is a new movie about a girl who loses someone that she knows on a climb up a mountain. And then she gets talked into climbing up this very tall tower in the middle of nowhere. Uh, where they'll, I don't know, they reach the top and... So they get to the top, everything's looking decent, and then they get stuck up there. There's no way down. And um, they start having to deal with like vultures and other elements. It kind of reminded me of that movie with James Franco where he got his arm stuck in the rock. Kind of like that. Hours. Yeah. Like it's very much like a survival film, them against the elements. Um. They try various things to try to contact people or get off this tower. Uh, it's an interesting enough movie. I think the performances kept it interesting. Uh, it does kind of suffer a little bit from being in the same spot. You know, there's not too much deviation on the setting. I think it kind of directed down a little bit in spots. And then also, too, like, there was some kind of shoddy CGI uh, some backgrounds and stuff that just didn't look that good. Uh, I still largely enjoyed it. I do think it just kind of needed a little bit more time in the oven, so to speak. So I give it like an eight out of 10. It is a little rough around the edges. So, uh, there's that, but if you're able to forgive some of these things or look past them, it is a pretty good movie there. Uh, yeah, you can check that out. Uh, next up is the old man. The Old Man is a new show coming to um, Disney Plus, and it's essentially uh, about uh, an old man played by Jeff Bridges, and he's an old CIA guy, retires, I won't say why because it gets into like some spoilery territory, but um, he kind of gets... Uh, gets kind of dragged back into things when uh, his livelihood is put at risk and uh, just, I don't know, this is kind of like Jeff Bridges doing John Wick and it was pretty fucking cool. Uh, I, it's a, um, it's a show, it's directed by John Watts who did uh, the Spider-Man movies recently and so it just looks fantastic. Everything is shot so incredibly well. Like this is one of the most gorgeous shows you've seen all year. Uh, and Jeff Bridges is just a complete badass, but then he has like such a vulnerability too that he makes uh, the role kind of shine. Where, yeah, he's he's a complete badass and he can waste these people, but 
you know, he also has a vulnerability to him too. So there was that. Uh, I do think the show suffered from a little, from a few inconsistent performances. Uh, you've got John Lithgow and um, Jeff Bridges, and they're fantastic. But then you've got some people here rounding out the cast that just weren't overly great. Uh, so I think yeah, the performances were a little inconsistent. And then there was a twist that I personally wasn't a big fan of. Uh, and I obviously you can't get into spoilers, but yeah, there was a twist that I was like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's the worst twist in the world, but it was like one where I was like a little mm, about, so there was that too. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd give it, I'd give it like a nine out of 10, even with my minor issues with it. I still had a good time. I would still recommend people check it out. Okay. And then we've got Secret Headquarters, which is on uh, Paramount Plus. It stars Owen Wilson. Uh, and uh, essentially, he's a superhero, and these kids find his secret headquarters. And Michael Pena's the villain. This is a very... Uh, this, is, this is kind of an odd movie, because I was trying to figure out who this movie is for. There were some serious dramatic moments, but then also, too, the movie just got very slapstick silly. And I was just trying to figure out who, who this movie is for. And, um, yeah, it's uh, not an or overly interesting movie. Uh, it focuses more on, let's see what the cool stuff is in the secret headquarters, more than telling interesting stories with the characters or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a miss for me. I, I'll probably give it like a six and a half out of ten. It uh, it just didn't quite land for me the same way it might have. Because I think it just lacked a lot of the interesting character stuff. Uh, Katie, did you manage to watch I Just Killed My Dad? Yes, I did. Nice. Okay. And what did you think of that, that show? I think it's it's such an interesting case. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about the parties involved because no no one's perfect in this situation, and it's it's like how how do you think about this case from like a no-killing perspective, but also like a, oh, he's also like a victim perspective. Mm -hmm. So it, it was really mm -hmm. like interesting for me to watch. I still have not been able to, I guess, like think about what my stance is on this case. Um, but I think it was nice. It, I would, I would have liked for like more people to give insight into them as people, but maybe that was impossible. So they they did what they could, I guess. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because like um, the show kind of paints his life after what happened in a kind of interesting light. At least for me, it kind of felt like they were sort of trying to be like. 
he never got a fair chance. Like, he was basically forcing the scenario, and uh, he never quite had a chance to live his life in a way that he wanted. So, I kind of liked that kind of angle, and that's why I kind of sympathize with him a bit more. But, yeah, there's definitely some shades in this where you're like, did you have to go that far? Like, there was a few moments where, yeah, got a little, a little extreme there. Um, yeah. I, I'm kind of liking when Netflix does these, like, three-episode documentaries. It's kind of nice. It's a good kind of pace for these things. Um, yeah, because it's not overly long. It's only, like, three episodes. They're an hour apiece. A uh, little bit more bite-sized, so I don't know. I want to give Netflix some credit for that because just how they edit and put these out, at least it seems pretty well-paced. Uh, like I managed to watch like one episode and I watched two others later. I was just like, oh, this is, this is in some ways easier way to digest these things than otherwise. So, yeah, I think it's just enough information to like cover the case, I guess, but, Mm -hmm. and then it leaves you room to like think about them because there's still so much more that you don't know. Yeah. Um, what would you give this a score of? Uh, a 7.5, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'd go with like an 8. Uh, did enjoy it quite a bit. Okay. And... Next up is The Territory, which is a new, um, Nat Geo documentary... And it's about a tribe in uh, South America, and they're essentially being um, like genocide. They're they're being wiped off the face of the earth. So sort of like, how do these people try to survive? How do they try to like basically keep their their tribe relevant and alive today when the whole world is basically trying to wipe them off the face of the earth? It was very depressing. I was just like, this is not a very feel good documentary, but beautifully shot. Uh, I think it works very fantastically at like portraying the message and portraying it well. Um, yeah, can't quite say you're going to have a feel good feeling after this, but, uh, still very well done. I'd give it an eight out of 10. And then finally, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 hits Blu-ray. We just talked about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, I did get a copy of the Blu-ray and, uh, it's quite good. There's a lot of special features and, um, yeah, a lot of like little, little um, deleted scenes, stuff like that. They also put in a exclusive short with Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. So if you um, like the movie and wanted more of that dynamic, it's there on the Blu-ray. I have a feeling if you've got kids or a grown adult that likes Sonic, uh, it's going to be a, an easy one to pick up because there's just so much here. For people to appreciate and enjoy. So I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Okay. Let's take a quick bra- break. Not brack. Uh, and then we're going to come back. And uh, discuss the movie club this week. Uncle Buck. The Uncle Buck. Back in a bit. Hey Spark. Have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No. I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh man. It's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. 
Ah, a ghost! I'm the ghost of What streaming? You can magically play any song you want. Almost any device. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on, in fact. Why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, we're back. Let's talk about Uncle Buck, John Candy, um, and uh, Macaulay Culkin, a very young Macaulay Culkin, even before he was famous in... Um, uh, Home Alone there by a few years. Uh, also do directed by John Hughes, who later would do a lot of uh, 80s classics, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, stuff like that. Um, yeah. What did you both uh, think of Uncle Buck? Well, I had, uh, I had heard of this movie for a very long time. Um, and I just never got around to it. I'm very familiar with Down on His Luck, Guy Comes, everyone who everyone thinks can't do anything right and maybe can't do anything right, uh, who then eventually kind of saves the day of sorts. We've, we, 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 we've seen this. Um, I will two things. The There's like a TikTok trend where like someone's asking a bunch of questions. I didn't know that was from Uncle Buck. Oh, uh, it's uh, like we live like the whole thing is like on how women are on the first date or like how a dude is that doesn't trust you like that whole thing and it's just that scene so that was cute and the Austin Powers mall scene I didn't know that that was pretty heavily influenced if not kind of straight ripped off from Uncle Buck uh, which is a bit of a bummer uh, because I like that scene I always thought it was funny with Fred Savage and then John Candy did it, admittedly, in my opinion, not as well, but it seemingly is maybe the original. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Lost in Powers, like, just yanked that scene out of that movie and put it in theirs. Yeah. Um, Those are my thoughts. <laughs> there you go. What did you think, Katie? I haven't heard of the movie before this, um, but... I don't. I don't think I've watched enough of the movie to form a solid opinion. But the beginning was nice. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this movie is uh, a fun one. 
Especially those, those like it, there's some fun stuff with uh, John Candy and uh, anytime he has to uh, kind of deal with Bug, the oldest daughter's boyfriend, and uh, there's some funny scenes with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. This this movie's a classic. It, it's it's a fun movie for me to put on every so often, and uh, one of the better John Candy movies by a long shot, in my opinion. So. Yeah. What would you, uh, well, Katie, based on the very short amount of time you saw, what would you give us a score of? Uh, hmm. I like, I, I watched it until, like, they they fully established the dynamic that the wife did not like Buck. Okay. Which, uh, so I think it, it was very well-paced, in my opinion, so I'd give it uh, the beginning a seven all right so if you watch like the first 10 minutes of uncle bug seven out of ten yes <laughs> what about you spark what would you give it a score of um i mean i i also i'm glad you brought up bug i uh wanted to like one thing before i give my score on that is like there's also a pretty common trope of like the bad boyfriend that like only wants to smash the girl in, in high school and so the 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 dad or the uncle or the brother is like wildly inappropriate with him and like it all works out because he like tries to force her to have sex or like cheats on her or like drugs or whatever uh and it's it's never in these movies that like the dad is just not in the right right like the dude is yeah. actually fine and like you threatening to kill him with an axe is actually incredibly inappropriate and you shouldn't be speaking to minors that way. And I know it's a comedy, but I just would love for once that trope to be flipped on its head. Yeah. Um, but anyway, of course, Bug is a POS in this movie, so no shock there. Uh, but anyway, um, I didn't see every single scene. I saw clips and highlights, uh, but I enjoyed what I saw, especially for its time. Like it feels very much like a movie from my childhood, and uh, seeing those giant pancakes made me hungry. So uh, I'll go seven. Okay. I'll I'll give it like an eight, just because. Okay. Well. <laughs> Next week, we're going to watch a very old Disney movie. Fun and fancy free. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's like very short. It's like an hour and 14 minutes. So, very condensable. I'm not right. familiar with that. You're not? No, I've, I've never even heard of it. Fun and fancy free. Yes. Okay. Yeah. From I'm 19- excited. I've never heard of it. From 1947. It's, uh, you know what? I don't get to spoil anything. It's just, it's very much not what you probably think of when you think of classic Disney, but we'll we'll watch it and talk about it next week. So Heck yeah. Alright. Well until next time everybody. Bye for now.